we were just ministering with the song, how we will exalt the Lord and acknowledging the fact that he, he is our hiding place. I don't know about you all, but oftentimes, just about every day, every hour, every moment, every second, I need a hiding place from the adversities and the winds of this old world. And so because he is that and because of what he does, then I am obligated to exalt him. I'm obligated to exalt him. I praise him for that. We'd like to invite your attention this morning to the book of Psalms. Book of Psalms. And uh, Psalms chapter 40 is where we're going to start. And we're going to be dealing with verse number 1 in Psalms chapter 40. And we want to talk about this morning something that's very dear and very close to all of us. And it determines how we respond when we are in God's waiting room. We want to talk about God's waiting room this morning. We, 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 we don't like to wait if we're honest. And especially when it's God's waiting room. Because when God does things in his waiting room, it's a little different than what we do. Amen. And I guess uh, one of the people that can really teach us about waiting is David. We understand about Abraham, he waited, and, and, and that's beautiful. He has a beautiful story of how he had to wait to get the promise, his promised son. But David goes a little bit more into depth when he talks about being in God's waiting room. Now, first of all, when we began to read Psalms chapter 40, verse number 1, David says this. He says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. So let's kind of unpack this verse here. When David said he waited patiently. Now, let's define the word wait. Now, Webster says the word wait means to stay in place. Did we hear that? Wait means to stay in place until... An expected event happens or until someone arrives or until it's your turn. That's how Webster defines waiting. How many of us stay in place when we're in God's waiting room? Waiting, expecting for something to take place, or just waiting for our turn. I don't know about y'all, but I get impatient. And if the truth be known, you get impatient too. 
<laughs> and patient. It also means having the ability to bear calm with self-control. Self-control. Having the ability to remain calm and have self-control. Now, sometimes, you know, when we talk about self-control, we get out of control while we're waiting, right? Because self comes. Self comes up. Now, in Hebrew, the word wait means to hope for, to anticipate in a situation, to be in a position of hope and expectation. You see, while we are waiting, we should be hoping and we should be expecting for God to do what he plans on doing. But there's something else about waiting. David says that he waited how? Patiently. That verse 1, he said, David said he waited patiently. Can we say that again? David said, I'm not talking about y'all because I know you all wait patiently upon the Lord. But David said he waited patiently. In other words, in a manner of calmness without complaint or hurry or in spite of delays and in spite of difficulties, he waited patiently he waited patiently so what about us when we are faced with difficulties when we are faced with situations when we are when we are faced with delays see abraham had a 20 year delay <laughs> on the promise so how do we wait are we calm when there's a delay? Are we calm when our situations and circumstances presents difficulties? How do we wait? We're talking about God's waiting room. We're being in God's waiting room. Now, something we have to understand. See, there is a purpose for waiting. There is a purpose why God has us to wait. Okay? There is a process in waiting. Sometimes we don't quite understand why God makes us wait. But we have to understand this. Waiting deals with our character. Waiting deals with our character. It's not so much about the situation that God is having us to wait. <laughs> it is more about our character, the reason why God has us to wait. Hmm. God has to deal with our, what we call our character defects. 
In actuality, while we're waiting, God is working on us. He's waiting. He's working on you while we are waiting in God's waiting room. It's not about the situation. God can handle the situation at any given moment. But what he is trying to do is work out some things that's in us. What kind of character defects do we have? This is, this is one of those examination messages from the Lord. Because, see, we all at one point and even now have been in God's waiting room, and we don't understand why God don't get in a hurry. Could it be that the reason why he does not get in a hurry is because we don't change or we don't look at our defects and try to correct our defects? See, it's more about you. It's more about me when God has us in his waiting room. When there's a delay, it's more about building our character. Because, you know, some of us, we will go off. Can I get an amen on that? For us, that's truthful, you know. So David said, I, I, I waited patiently. And then he says, I waited patiently upon the Lord. So how many of us really wait upon the Lord while we are in his waiting room? Patiently. Patiently. Do we really wait patiently? Now, something else happens while we're waiting in God's waiting room. He has to do this as well. He has to bring forth spiritual discipline. See, while we're in God's waiting room, we, he is teaching us about how to be disciplined. It's, it's not all so much about our physical, but it starts off in the spiritual. He gives us spiritual discipline while we are in God's waiting room. Now, now help me to understand this, because David talks about how he inclined, the Lord inclined his ear, how the Lord bent over to look down. See, God looks down on us to see exactly how we are waiting or how we are reacting while we are in the waiting room. Now, let's go now to 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. We won't be with you long. God said, just get it, give it, and back away. <laughs> so you see, while we're in God's waiting room, and we're having that spiritual discipline, what God is saying, or what God is wanting us to see and recognize is, who is in charge? Who's in charge? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. See, we got to see who is in charge. Because a lot of times when we're, in, when we're in God's waiting room, we think we're in charge, right? We're in charge of our situation. We're in charge of our circumstances. But God said, no, i got to discipline you to let you know who is in charge. See, a lot of times self likes to be in charge, right? Hmm. Self likes to be, if, if we're real now. If we're honest, if we're truthful, self likes to be in charge. But, but God says, 
the discipline has to come forth. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse number 19 says this. Verse number 19. It says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the what? The Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your what? You are not your own. So God said, listen, I'm going to have to let you know who's in charge. I'm going to have to teach you who is in charge. Have you ever been in a place and seemed like you've been there before? Could it be that, thank you, brother, for being real. Could it be that we kind of forgot who is in charge? So we keep going around that same mountain. We keep seeing the same scenery. But God said, I got to show you who's in charge because you are in my waiting room. God is saying, you are in his waiting room. And he's got to work some things out of us. Do we have some stuff in us? Thank you, bro. We got some stuff up. <laughs> if we be real, we got some stuff up in us. But God said, I got to show you who's in charge. Okay? And then he says this. He says this in verse number 20. He says, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Which are God's. And see, that's what happens, you know, when people get talking about, um, we're going to go here, going to go here, going to go here, going to go here. When they get to talking about this is my body and I can do with it whatever I want to. No. God says your temple, your body, it belongs to God. You, okay, you said, well, why? Why does my body belong to God? I mean, this is my body. Well, we're going to show you what the Word says. All we can do is give you the Word. Amen. And it's up to everyone to accept the Word or not accept the Word. But even, even, either way, huh? you're still going to stay in God's waiting room until it's your turn. Okay? Now, looking at 1 Corinthians chapter number 7. Okay? Now, let's read verse number 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse number 23. It says, Ye are bought with a price. Now, who do you belong to? <laughs> God. That's exactly right. He says, you, have, you are bought with a price. And then he says this, Be not ye servants of men. He said, you, and the reason why you're not to be servants of men, God said, I've already paid for you. I, in other words, God said, I own you. He owns us. He owns our bodies. He owns everything about us because he shedded his blood. God said, I, I, he said, when, when Satan had you out there for sale, can we go there? When Satan had you out there for sale, God said, I, I stepped up to, to the plate and I I purchased you with my own blood. He said, I own you. I bought you. So God has to let us know who is in charge so that we don't get to get high-minded or big-headed and try to do it our own way. Y'all, nobody's ever done it their own way besides me. We, we, 
And you know what happens when we, when we do it our way? We make a mess, don't we? <laughs> we make a mess. And then we wonder, how did we get here? No, the way we got there is because we refuse to wait and allow God to do it. See, you got to wait your turn. You, you, got, <laughs> you got to wait your turn. I, I will never forget. Uh, this is years ago. i never forget this. We had moved into this new church, and I was, we was attending another church, and we had moved into this church. And, and that was a word that had gone forth, and they said that God was going to bless us. God was going to bless us. Well, some people took it in their own hands. They went out there, and they bought cars and got houses and bought a whole lot of stuff. And you know what happened? See, they couldn't wait their turn. They felt like everybody's supposed to get it at one time. Repo man showed up. And the reason why the repo man showed up was because they could not afford to pay for what they had. So you got to be careful. You got to wait your turn when you're in God's waiting room. You got to wait your turn. Yeah, are there going to be delays? Yes. Are there going to be difficulties while you're waiting? Yes. It's going to be that. But you got to stay in the waiting room of God, you do not want to abort the process. A lot of us like to abort the process. I do. If, I, if we can be real. I, you know, there's some things I just don't want to go through. But I can't abort the process. Because, see, there's a prize at the end. And I, we won't go there early. But there is a prize at the end. If we do not abort the process, if we were just remain in God's waiting room, and let him fix our character defects. Let him fix us. Mind you know, I said us. We all got them. Defects. We got blemishes. We have spots. Why do you think the Bible said Jesus coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle? Because he know we got some spots. We got some blemishes. Okay. Well, well we, we're going to go back to David. Let's go back. Let's, let's go back now. Let's go back to uh, chapter 40 in the book of Psalms. Let, let's go back there. Let's, uh, we're going to look at, we're going to deal with David. Well, you know, we don't have to deal with us. We, 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 we will deal with David. Now, David had some enemies. Oh, he had some enemies, and they was after him. They want to take his life. But in Psalms, chapter number 40, verse number 2, now look at David's situation and look at the condition that he was in. See, this is why he was waiting patiently for the Lord. Because he, he wanted God to do something. Because this was his condition. Verse number 2 in Psalms chapter number 40. It says, David says, he brought me up. That means he ascended. He brought him, he took him to another level. He said, also out of a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock, and he established my going. David says he brought me up. He, he, he allowed me to ascend, to go to another spiritual level. Even in the midst of God's waiting room, God still will allow you to ascend. But then he goes on, he talks about the pit. 
He, David said that that pit was horrible. See, the pit is a hole. The pit is a dark place. He's, he's descri- describing his situation and his condition. Has anybody ever been in a dark place before? So you was really in God's waiting room. But, but you got to understand when David said, he said, now, it was horrible. Have you ever been in a situation that's really, really, really bad? He said, it was horrible. He said, I was in a hole. Have you ever been in a situation where you're like, I'm in this hole and I don't feel like I'm going to never get out? You know, mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The most common thing that we all have when we're dealing with that hole is finances. Can I get an amen? So we got to, the Holy Spirit said, go, go where they are. That's what the Holy Spirit said. He said, go where they are. He said, the most common thing that we have that sometimes we find ourselves in a hole is our finances. Things tight right now, right? If we are truthful. For all of those, I don't mean to go down, Lord, don't do this to me. For all of those who is sitting on Good Street, sitting on High Street, got the cash to spare and more to give, my hands out, I'll take some. I, I, I will take some. <laughs> Amen. See, see, we got to be honest. See, David was honest. He said, I was in a hole. Sometimes, oh, Holy Spirit, sometimes we will get in a financial hole and don't know how we're going to get out. But you've got to acknowledge that you're there. And then you've got to know who to cry out to. Deliver me from the self-righteous folk who don't want nobody to know they're in a horrible pit. The Holy Ghost knows all of us. He knows exactly where we are. We walk. Sometimes you see people and they say, oh, I'm barely making it. And what I don't understand, how you get them Nike shoes? How you get them $100 shoes? Them oh, that's part of your problem. You're putting your money in the wrong place. David said, listen, and look how he describes his situation. He says now, the Lord brought him up out of, then he talks about, he brought him up out of the hole. Deliverance is coming. Financial deliverance is coming. I can tell you that. It's coming. You can rest assured it is coming. Then he says, he says he brought him up out of the miry clay. That, 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 that miry clay, he says, now, he says, I was in a place of quicksand. Has, have you ever felt like you're going under? <laughs> Maybe it's just been me. You felt like quicksand. You know how quicksand is? It keeps going down and down, and there's no solid ground. Quicksand. David said, felt like I was in quicksand. Now, keep your place there in, 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 uh, uh, in Psalms 40, and let's go to Psalms 69. Let's deal with this miry clay. Psalms 69. Psalms 69. Psalms 69. 
It's more clear. He's on sinking sand. There's, there's no solid ground. Feels like he was going under. Has anybody felt like they were going under at one point in their life? Like he was going under? Yeah. He says now, and, and, and Psalm 69, verse number 1. Verse number 1. You see, he's, he's in a place of despair. Verse number 1 in Psalm 69 says, this is what David does. He says, save me. O God, for the waters are come in unto my soul. Next verse. And then David says, you see, he's in a place of quicksand. He's calling out to God. And then verse 2 says, I sink in not just ordinary mire, quicksand. He said deep, deep mire, where there is no standing. I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. In other words, David is saying, he said, sometimes I felt overwhelmed when I was in God's waiting room. It seems like, it seemed like that I was going to go under because there was no solid foundation. See, he's in the waiting room of God. And see, that's how it is sometimes when we are in the waiting room of God. Now, verse number 3, and and Psalm 69 says, David says this. He says, I am weary of my cry. You know, oh, Holy Spirit, I heard that one. He says, some of us got some secret tears. Tears that nobody else know about but you and God. (laughs) I heard a few amens. Now, I I have secret tears. That nobody know about but me and God. And, and see, that's how David felt. He said, he says now, he said, I am weary of my crying. Then he says, my throat is dried. Mine eyes fail while I did what? Wait for my God. In other words, you're going to go through while you're in God's waiting room. You're going to go through. That David says now, he says now, now, now. I'm worried of my crying. He says, now, my eyes fail while I wait, while you are there waiting, while you are there staying in place, while you're waiting for your events of your life, your situation to change. David said, listen, I was in a state of despair. Wow. Wow, David was... Describing his situation. Now, watch verse number 14 out of Psalm 69. Verse 14 says, and watch what David says. He says, deliver me out of the mouth. In other words, get me out of this quicksand, Lord. I don't want to go under. And then he says, and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from them that hate me and out of deep waters. You know, you do have some enemies, don't you? And the number one enemy that we have is Satan himself. That's our number one enemy. He's saying, deliver me. And then he got his little imps that carries out his bidding. Y'all do know he got some imps, don't you, Satan? He got some little imps that carry out what he wants done. You know, that's why he makes it so rough on us. See them little all them little people that that's that, that's um 
uh, pandils, pandils in, in our life, you know, just irritable. Just, 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 they just irritate you. That's your panita. You know, the, the, those that, you know, just get, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I have some people that get on my last nerve. What you say, sister? Amen. Amen. Maybe y'all to handle it real good. I'm telling you, sometimes I don't handle it real good. Can we be honest? Because this week I went off. I came to the Bible study and I told my Wednesday night. I said, I got so tired of them doctors. I just went off. How in the world can you make a mistake, the same mistake over and over, even after you've been told and instructed by several people and you still send the wrong piece of paper? And Dr. Man still had another two months of delay before he can get an appointment. Why? Because of incompetent people. Maybe y'all don't have incompetent people in your life that just drives you crazy. But, but, but sometimes while you're waiting in God's waiting room, sometimes those calamities seem to just pile up on you. They ain't just one here and then every now and then here comes an oh, no, baby. It don't work like that. See, when you're in God's waiting room, see, God had to work some stuff in me. He got to work some stuff out of all of us. He got to work some stuff. You got some character defects. Someone said, well, I ain't got no character defects. Well, if you come in my, go in my office, I will explain them to you. Can we get an amen on that one? Because, see, we all got them. Why do you think Job, he said, until my change come, I'm going to wait on the Lord. But it's not easy to wait. But you don't want to abort the process in your waiting. Now let's look at Psalms, Psalms 37. Psalms 37, verse number 23, I believe it is. Psalms 37. Talk about God's waiting room. Psalms 37, verse number 23. You remember the latter part that David said that the Lord established his goings. See, whenever God takes us up out of that, that mucky, morally, out of that quicksand, God will establish our going. He will put us on the right path. Now, Psalms 37, verse number 23 says this. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighted in his ways. The steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. It's, the steps of a good man is, has, is established by the Lord. But I'm going to show you something. Let me show you this. Show you this. Never write nobody off. I'll show you verse number 24. Psalms 37. Verse 24 says, though he fall. See, David had experienced this. He's speaking from experience. He says, though he fall. And see, when I got to that word, though he fall, I heard the Holy Spirit. He dropped one word to me. And that one word was misstep. 
though he fall, though he misstep. He says, though he misstep, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. In other words, if you miss the mark, because when you begin to define the word misstep, it also means transgression. Transgression means sin. He says, though you sin, though you error, though you misstep, the word of God says that the Lord will uphold you, not uphold you in your sin. In other words, he said, God will help you up. God will help you up. So that's so important to know. See, sometimes we ourselves will cast our own selves down. Sometimes Satan ain't got to do nothing. You know how we talk to ourselves? I don't know. I don't never be this. I don't never be that. I'll never amount to anything. Well, see, you just spoke your faith. That's not what God says. But 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 let's let's go on now, cause I want to make sure that we get to the payoff of staying in God's waiting room and not abort the abort the process. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Very familiar text. Very familiar scripture. Isaiah chapter number 40. And we, will, we are able to quote this. We're able to examine this. And we, we, we say it a lot. But do we really know that it's a payoff for staying in God's waiting room? Isaiah chapter number 40, verse number 31. Are we there? Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 31. 31 says, but they that wait. Hmm. In other words, those that look for or those that hope or have an expectation, those that wait upon who? The Lord, not man, because he already told us not to be servants of men. Those that wait upon the Lord, here's the promise, here's the payoff, shall renew their strength. The Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Now, let's, let's unpack this one verse. Let's unpack it now. Because, see, this is the payoff for staying in God's waiting room and not aborting the process. Now, when it talks about God will renew. Now, what does that word renew mean? He says he's going to renew our strength. See, in the midst of waiting on God, God's way is I'm going to give you strength while you wait. Man thinks we'll get weaker and weaker. But if when you continually call upon God, when he's talking about renewing, he said, I am going to give you strength while you are waiting because while you're waiting, you will get weaker. Mm-hmm. And then that word renew there means to make new again, to, to restore freshness, mm. Uh, to give a, a new life spiritually as well as physically. And then he says, while you're waiting in my waiting room, 
God says, I'm going to revive you. I'm going to revive you. See, that's like God, what do you mean revive? He says, I am going to give you beauty for ashes. Hmm. I'm going to give you the, the oil of joy for mourning. He said, I'm going to give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now, you know, when you're in God's waiting room, sometimes you just don't feel like praising. Right? Sometimes you just don't feel like praising. And I don't care how much they say you need to praise him, you know, praise him. But, honey, if you're in the hole, it's hard to praise. But God said, if you don't abort the process, if you remain in his waiting room, he, he gives a promise. You're going to get renewal. You know how it is when they talk about insurance, when time to renew? The only problem with the, with, with the insurance renewal, when they renew, they go up on your price. <laughs> I, I know about that. But God is not that way. Watch what he, watch, watch what he says he's going to do. Now, because we didn't abort the process, he says this. He said, they shall mount up. You're going to ascend. Then he says something interesting. He says, with wings as eagles. God, they're looking up that thing, looking at them eagles. I said, wait a minute, God, you said with wings of eagles. See, eagles are symbols of mighty warriors. Hmm. And this is where I, 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 it got me. Because, see, when an eagle, an eagle is powerful, an eagle has much strength. But what got me, I kept looking for that, about that, the wings. He said, I'm going to give you the, the wings, the wings of eagles. He said, with. He says that word with. He said, mount up with wings of an eagle. And I was like, teach me about these wings. God said, do you not know that the eagle can carry four times of his body weight. In other words, you're going to be able to carry a whole lot more stuff than you've been carrying. See, that, see that's the payoff of staying in God's waiting room and not aborting the process. He said, listen, he said, I don't, he said you're going to be able to bear more. He said, you, you're going to be so strong. Can you imagine in your mind carrying four times of your body weight? I know how much I weigh. Four times of my weight I'm going to be able to carry? See, see, there's a payoff for staying in the, room, in, in the waiting room, God's waiting room. You know, not aborting the process. Because then he said, now, now you're going to run. No. Explain that to me. He says now, Holy Ghost, you just dropped that. He says now, he said, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Now, now, now tell me something. Tell me this. How is it? If he's going to give me the wings like, you know, the, like the eagle. He said, with wings of an eagle. And the, the, the eagle can carry four times his body weight. How is it? I'm going to be able to run. I'm going to be lighter. Think about that. I'm going to be lighter. Even though I'm carrying more weight, I'm going to be lighter. I'm like, oh, God. I mean... I'm like, oh, Lord. He said, I'm going to run. He says, I won't be weary. He said, I'm going to walk and not faint. God said, you're going to have so much power, even though you're carrying more. You say, oh, Holy Spirit, I hear you. Because he says this. He said, while you're in the waiting room, God's waiting room, he said, I am anointing you. I'm giving you power. So when you come out of God's 
waiting room, you're going to be more anointed than you ever have been in your life. And I said, God, help me not to abort the process because I want to remain in God's waiting room so I can ascend. (laughs) I want to be able to ascend. I want to be able to run and not get weary. I mean, life is heavy enough as it is. Life. I mean, life. Life. But God said, when you come out of what you're going through, my God, everybody will see the anointing on you. Not only will they see you going under, your foot in quicksand, God said, but wait till they see you when you come out. You're going to be stepping high, child. I'm going to be stepping, Lord have mercy. Stepping, stepping, stepping. And all because I chose to stay in God's waiting room. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen, amen, amen. God's waiting room. Whew. 